Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United, I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our 3-3 draw away from home against Galatasaray in the 5th round of 6 rounds in the Champions League. Apparently we're not out yet, yeah, um, let's, let's just address, before I even talk about anything, um, right, so, Bayern Munich, four games played. There are six games in total, of course. <clears throat> Bayern Munich, four games played, 12 points. They won't even care about the other games. Galatasaray, five games played, five points. Copenhagen, uh, four games played, four points. I'm guessing that Bayern and Gal- Copenhagen are playing each other probably today. Uh, Manchester United, five games played, four points. So we can still get seven points. Let me just look at... Okay. Let's try and do a little bit of math, shall we? Okay, we. I, I think we need Bayern Munich to beat... Yes, we need Bayern Munich to beat Copenhagen. I, I think that would be today. And then if we can beat Bayern Munich, who, by the way, probably wouldn't be bothered about these last two games because they're already through. They are seven points clear, and there's only six points left for them. Uh, So we are not yet out, but my goodness, we're trying to make this difficult for ourselves. All right, so two things to talk about off the top. Ah, God's sake. Um, Onana, we need to talk about him in a moment, but... We have a two-sided kind of, this player caused this problem, but then we responded and it caused this problem, if that makes sense. What I mean is if Onana didn't drop the ball twice, it would have been 3-1 and it would have been fine. However, the game was 3-3 for quite a while. Let me just bring up the actual... Uh, thing. When did when did they score the last goal? With twenty minutes left, it was three three, and then we created chance after chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. <sighs> How many chances do you want? And the minutes kept ticking on and ticking on and ticking on, and I thought still loads of time left. Still loads of time left. We only need a mere matter of seconds to score this winning goal and everything will be fine. And I don't mean to pick on Palestri. Because other other players missed chances. But there was two or three that Palestri had. My goodness me. You, you've got to be putting them away. And I know there will be commentary about... Oh, he's a young player. He's still learning and stuff. All I'm talking about is putting the ball in the back of the net. I'm not talking about anything particularly complicated. I don't really care who who it was that got those chances, or who it was that was in front of those goals. That the, the goal, they were really, really, really open in those last 20 minutes. Even but a bit before that, but we won the ball back very quickly, very easily, um, and as soon as we got in their half, pretty much every time. There was so much space, and that's probably where we, through our history really, 
uh, I've operated best on on not really the it's it's always called counter attack, but I mean there's a, there's a difference between an actual counter attack and just having lots of space and having fast players. There's a difference between them. But my goodness me, how many chances do you want? How many? Ah, uh, and you thought, oh, it'll be this one. Oh, it'll be this one. Oh, just just pass the ball here to this player. Just put this ball away. And it just kept not happening over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so on the one hand, yes, it's. Um, did, did we draw? Did okay. Here's the. the question to settle this did we draw this game because of onana or did we draw this game because we couldn't bury our chances i'm not even joking we could have scored 10 goals in that game and if it was 10-3 or, or or if we'd won nobody would really be talking about onana it would be a talking point but it wouldn't be the sort of oh you wouldn't have drawn this game if it wasn't for your goalkeeper we also wouldn't have drawn this game if we knew how to put chances away so really the but because Okay, if we get into those last 20 minutes and it's still 3-1 because the goalkeeper's not letting any goals, the missed chances wouldn't have mattered so much. But you still got to be putting some of them chances away. It, and it's weird, really, because the three goals that we scored were very quite clinical and really, really well taken. And then we just lost the ability to do it. Could create a chance, get right into their box or the edge of their box. Someone would kick it over the bar. Um, that happened three or four times. I don't even know how many shots were in that last 20 minutes, but I, I'm almost more disappointed in those last 20 minutes because there's so much time and so many opportunities. Um, it could have been six, seven, eight, ten goals easily. Because, um, I, I mean, I don't know what happened to Galatasaray, but they just kept giving us so much space. And you thought, oh, cool, we'll get a goal. There's, there's loads of space, loads of options, lots of time. And we just couldn't do it. We just could not do it to save to save the game. Um, yes, it's very very bad. The mistakes that Onana made more more so the second free kick than the first one. Uh, of course, the third goal was um, uh, passed through on goal anyway. Because uh, the first free kick they used a bit of a trick, didn't they? They used a bit of a dummy dummy run type of thing, and then the second free kick he just just doesn't handle it. He just doesn't handle it. Um, there's gonna have to be something done about that. I I I don't know what I don't know what that is though. Do we drop in for Bayendir? I mean, apparently we're gonna have to when it comes to January because um, Onana's going off to Afcon, and of course it's great for him to go and represent his country and all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna have to do that. But and it's it's such a shame that this game is clouded by okay the missed chances and the goalkeeping errors. We played really 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 well in this game. Um, I, particularly in the first half, I thought there was a lot of fight, uh, tunnel up, things were looking nice and peachy or rosy or I don't know what word you want to use. Um, so there was that, but we, we just keep making it difficult for ourselves. This Champions League campaign, if you think about the reasons we haven't won certain games, it's not really being because, oh, we've been outplayed and because... I mean, yeah, Bayern Munich played well in their game. There's been in a few other games where the opposition played really well. But it hasn't been, oh, we got totally outplayed by such and such. Um, these five games have been... No, the games were there for the taking and we just haven't taken taken enough of them. Um, and I saw someone say as well that, like... And it, 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 this might be true. Like, okay, let's say we got out of the Champions League group stage 
and then some clumsy mistakes happened in the next knockout game and we get knocked out straight away. I just want us to get out of this group, but to uh, proceed through it, not not get knocked out of it. Um, the, on, the only thing we can really look to now, like I said, let me look at that group again, is uh, it's just kicked off actually, I think it was an 8 o'clock kickoff. Um, because, yeah, as it stands right now, so it's nil-nil, so they both get a point. If we beat Bayern Munich in the last game, four, five, six, seven, that'll actually put us second in the group. That'll do. That'll do, you know. Um, five, six, seven, four, five, six, seven. I'm just trying to work out. Okay, so if Bayern Munich don't care, if they don't care that much about this game, and they've been flying recently... If they lose to Copenhagen, Copenhagen would then have seven points. We beat Bayern Munich, we'd have also seven points. Uh, I don't know what that would mean necessarily. A goal difference, of course, but our goals let in is for minus two is our goal difference. Theirs is minus one, so that's really really close. Um, the only thing I can think of happening now is e either we lose to Bayern Munich and we get knocked out anyway, or. Um, Actually, the goal difference is exactly the same with Galatasaray. So if they draw their last game and we... Sorry, if we... Actually, no, that wouldn't work out. I was going to say, if we draw our last game and Galatasaray lose, but then that would put us at the same... I don't know what it would be down to then. But then it would just be between Europa League or getting knocked out. Um, We have to beat Bayern Munich, basically. And it would be ideal if they beat Copenhagen today. They don't, they don't have to, but... Making it difficult for ourselves. Making it very, very difficult for ourselves. Um, I wanted to play, praise a few of these players today. Some players that really, really surprised me. Uh, particularly in the first half. A little bit less so in the second half, but still did really well. I'll talk individually about them in the player ratings. But um, it's just such a shame that we've come away from this with, with this result. Because the actual performance itself, I was really, really happy with. I thought there was a lot of really good fight. Um... I thought we played really, really well. The th the thing is, right, you're going to get comments now about like, oh, De Gea was better at shot stopping. We should have kept him. De Gea did things like this as well. Look at the FA Cup final. The, the, the final goal that David De Gea let in, that Gundogan shot. Should have caught that. There was, there was a few times. I mean, every goalkeeper's done that in their career where they've like dropped the ball or something like that. It's just becoming a bit too regular of an occurrence with Onana. Um, I mean, yeah, so in terms of shot stopping, De Gea's better than him but I don't know that keeping De Gea because then we wouldn't also have the passing ability of Onana and the calmness we would have been keep keep booting the ball out of play so you almost kind of want the top half of De Gea with the shot stopping <laughs> and the feet of Onana um, with uh, the, the ball playing ability and stuff because that is quite important especially in, in, in this day and age with goalkeepers you do see a lot more goalkeepers because it's always the option right like a defender gets caught in a bit of trouble can always kick, kick it back to the keeper and then they calmly take the ball, you start again, you play out from the back, or you boot it long. They're always the, like, emergency option, aren't they? Or if, let's say, a ball comes away from a corner, you don't think you're going to be able to outrun a player, so you boot it back towards your goalkeeper. It's, it's always the emergency option. And the problem we did have with De Gea was he'd boot the ball, sometimes completely out of play, in a panic. And Anana doesn't really do that. So I, I don't know what the answer is, like I said, unless you have the top of De Gea and the bottom of Onana, uh, but obviously that's not possible. So uh, again, it's yes, we'll, we'll look at this game and think, oh, if you even if you saved one of those three kicks, even the last one, it'd be 3-2. We'd still be walking away with a win. Um, but we've just, 
I mean, in terms of refereeing and stuff today, we had most of the fair play with with that. We we got most of our decisions going right. Um, I don't personally think the foul for the first free kick was a foul, and I don't really think the second one was either. Um, so there's there's those those elements. There's a lot of different elements here in in this game, but. The positives to take is we scored three goals. We could have got ten. We could have got six or whatever. Um, it's just the moment of a couple of free kicks, which I don't even think were fouls in the first place. Ah, <sighs> dear. Anyway, let's talk about the summary in the first two goals. Ganacho scoring again. A really, really good bit of play. Not quite like the pass and move type of goals that we've been having, but finding each other, working together, a good bit of communication. Uh, the ball basically ends up at Hoyland's feet. He doesn't quite get the room to turn around and shoot. Lays it off back to Bruno. He sees Ganacho available on the left. Which again, theme in this game, they gave us a lot of space. They gave us a lot of space. I don't really know, like currently, how good Galatasaray are at defending. They're pretty good at, at, at attacking. Um, I don't really know like if this is a normal, like if they're just really bad at defending at the moment. But they kept giving us loads of space. And then he just uh, puts it in the top corner. Um, yeah, really, really good way to start the game. I usually say a goal in the first 10 minutes is good. This is 11 a minute, so, you know, I'll take it. Um, and it was a really, really good start. Even building up to this goal in the first 10 minutes, um, you know, I thought we'd played some good football. There's a few shaky moments here and there, but we, uh, did well to recover from them. Uh, second goal, Luke Shaw, um, played the ball to Bruno at one point. He saw enough space. Again, they gave us plenty of space in this game. And he just smashes it in. Um, we've seen, excuse me, a few times this season, Hannibal, Delo, obviously Ganacho technically in the last game, uh, Bruno here. Uh, sometimes you just need to shoot a bit more. Sometimes you do just need to shoot a bit more. The only problem is, like, if there's a good pass on, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go for goal because I think I can score from here, gets blocked, and then everyone will say, oh, why didn't you pass or so-and-so? So well taken goal, um, and yeah, two two up in just under twenty minutes. It, it was the the problem is with football. Sometimes you go, oh my god, two goals in twenty minutes, we're gonna run riot. There's still seventy left. There's still as much as there is less time for the opposite. And I'm trying to do a bit of maths here. As much as there's less time in the game for the opposition to get back, there's still more than 50% of the of the game for them to get back uh, into the game. Um, just because, you you know, it, it looks all doom and gloom from the opposition standpoint. Oh my God, we're 2-0 down in 20 minutes, which means we have to score 3-0 to win. Um, you've still got 70 minutes to do it. So it's, again, football football can very much be, and this game really was an example of that, the, the tide just turning and turning and turning and turning, and it being very, very sort of end-to-end. -end. Uh, but good goal from him. Uh, then he got booked for the foul. Uh, again, I, I don't think this is personally a foul. I think it's very soft. I certainly don't think it's a yellow card, at least. Um, it was like the smallest touch on the guy's ankle, and he's gone flying. Um, again, he'd be... I think the radiator is turning on. If you can hear that. <laughs> I didn't expect that to be happening. I don't know if any of you could... I'll have to look at that in the edit, I suppose. Um... Anyway, that should start off in a minute. So, uh, I don't personally think it was a foul. Um, but, uh, it sounds like, um, 
wood burning or something. I don't know. Anyway, I was trying not to get distracted by this. This radiator is like right next to me as well. So uh, then they scored the free kick. Um, good bit of tactical planning, really. The the thing is for us, we should have maybe put two players behind. Uh, was it was it Icardi and it was Icardi and somebody else? I don't know who the other player was. Uh, Ziak scored the free kick. We should possibly have done that, and I understand. See, with this one, I understand why Onana makes the mistake because it's it, you got to think of the guy. And I'm not like f forgiving him for this or whatever. Like it's still kind of his fault. He should still maybe save it. Uh, certainly, the second free kick he, he should definitely be saving. Um, but they did do a good job. They they caught us out with the with the dummy run thing. So. Uh, we just should have, see, because we weren't tactically ready for that, because we had no idea they were going to do that, we should have maybe looked at that, and, because we had, like, 80% of a wall, and then we, for some reason, let those two players make up the rest of the wall, we should have put two players behind them, and then sort of tried to block that bit off, because then the ball may have just gotten blocked and cleared or something, um... But yeah, it just goes straight through, they duck out the way, uh, a bit like they do on FIFA, um... And it goes in. It's just... I would say that one's more bad luck, but maybe the goalkeeper should do better with that one. Um, that made it 2-1. Then th from pretty much that moment on, the game was really, really shaky, wasn't it? Um, it was one of these weird ones where, like, they started getting back into the game, they're starting to whip some balls in, and they are the home team, and they are going to have some possession. You know, one you don't feel it very often, but one of those games where um, you are currently winning, we were currently winning 2-1, and it weirdly feels like you're losing the game, even though you're not even drawing. It's because of the atmosphere and the stakes at hand, and they're getting back into the game. Their crowd's getting all riled up and stuff. It was it was strange, but um, then it was sooner or later halftime anyway. Uh, then we made it 3-1 uh, in the second half. one Saka crossing into Scott McTominay. I did think it was Hoyland. I did struggle to see... Um, the camera angle was a lot higher, and there's a few of our players who've got similar hair colours, because you can't really see their faces all the time, can you? You can sometimes just see, oh yeah, that's such and such, or you look at the number on the back. Um, I thought it was Hoyland at first, and then it was uh, McTominay, but never mind, because <laughs> um, they both got blondish type of hair, haven't they? Anyway, um, good bit of movement here. Um, again, this was one where Galatasaray gave us too much space and we actually made some, some use out of it. Good play by Anthony. I think he he played it into the middle. Every, everyone was basically running forward. This wasn't really sort of a pass and move goal. This was more of a transition goal, I think. Um, Anthony, Anthony played it to somebody. I think maybe Bruno played it back to Anthony, who I think did an overlapping pass to Wambasako, then crossed it in, didn't he? And... Um, Hey, what do we keep saying about McTominay? I mean, yeah, he could have put one or two more other chances away in this game, particularly that header that he had. Um, but poachers go again. Scott McTominay, what is he? Is he a, is he a defender? He's played in defence sometimes for for Scotland. He apparently started out his academy career as a striker. We've used him and wasted him in, in midfield for five years or maybe longer. Um, I mean, if you'd ask me, okay, where, where would you more reliably play McTominay, midfielder up front? The higher up the pitch, the better. I mean, he's not going to score every chance, but he's done more. He's done better things as a striker than he has as a midfielder. Certainly, uh, I mean, his ability to pick out a pass at times is shocking. But um, yeah, good, good finish from him. Very kind of simple goal. There's not too much to sort of break down here. Good bit of communication. There, there wasn't any passes that were too short or too long. 
Um, and it was nicely done. Very, very nicely done. Made it 3-1 at the beginning, beginning of the half. Um... And it was good. Uh, then we made a couple of substitutions, 58 minutes, so just a few minutes after the goal. Kobe Mano and Martial on for Amrabat and Hoyland. Don't quite agree with taking off Hoyland, but I know he keeps doing striker for striker, and Hoyland has recently been injured, so he may not be fully fit, because yet again I must ask the question, who in this team is actually fully fit? Because I don't really know if who is. Uh, but makes sense, Martial for Hoyland. Um, I kind of just want to see them both playing together. I think they would do quite well together um in fact I, I don't know how you line this up i wouldn't mind seeing rashford hoyland and martial because rashford plays better when martial's there and hoyland uh, you've you've got some good football iq there and you've got martial helping out rashford i don't know maybe a decent combination um yeah interesting uh good good bit of trust here from Tenag and Kobe Mano. We wondered if he would be starting the game because he was outstanding against Everton. Um, he didn't start. We did start McTominay. Um, but Amrabat off for him. I've long said, and I will continue to say until my mind changes, there's a couple of players in this team that no matter what happens, we can't seem to wedge them out the way. And Scott McTominay is one of them. There's this kind of... Academy boy, Scottish, British thing going on with, with McTominay. It's been, it's been there for... This isn't a new thing. It's been there for ages. Because I probably would have brought on Maino for McTominay. Because I thought Amrabat... This was this was his game where I felt like his momentum started building a bit more. He started, he did a bit more in this game. I don't know that I would have taken him off for, for, for Maino. But then, is Amrabat fully fit? Maybe not. I have no idea. That might, that might be why that happened. Um... And McTominay is basically never injured, is he? So, uh, yes. Yeah, so would I have done those same subs? I would have brought Mano on. Um, I probably would have been a bit... Well, it could have been a stupid choice. I would have been, I would have actually started him. I would have started Amrabat um, and uh, Mano in the midfield. And then, by default, just chosen Bruno for the 10. Because uh, nobody else is available, are they? Donny's not in this squad. Um, Mount's injured. Ericsson's injured. So, I probably would have done that. Um... And then I I probably would have... Anthony was having a good game. I don't know who I would have brought Martial on for necessarily, but I would have tried to keep... Um, maybe I would have done Martial for uh, Ganacho instead. Um, I don't know. Those are just some options. Then they scored their second and third goals. Um, again, just... Goalkeepers have dropped the ball. It happened. It's not good when it happens. And as I said before, if you're a striker... And you get 10 shots in a game. You miss 8 of them and score 2 of them. The narrative won't be, oh, you missed 8 chances. It'll be, oh my god, so-and-so scored 2 goals today. If you're a goalkeeper and you have 10 shots against you, you fantastically save 9 of them very comfortably. And then on the 10th shot, not necessarily the last one, but one of the 10 shots, you drop the ball and it goes in. The headlines are not going to be, oh, you made 9 saves, but you dropped the ball. The headline's going to be, Oh, look at the goalkeeper who dropped the ball. It's 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 a problem for goalkeepers. Um, and look, I'm not trying to give Onana any sort of excuses or go easy on him. He shouldn't be dropping the ball. But let's just, let's just not pretend this is the first time this has ever happened. It's just because of the stakes and the situation and what that third goal meant. Uh, sorry, the second goal meant. Um, and look, it was also the case that like, okay... I'll, I'll say I'll say this as well. I'm here to give my my opinion. 
He dropped the ball for the second goal. It went in. We were still winning the game. And then we let in a goal that just was was on the on the transition on the break. We we couldn't catch up with the guy um who scored. And that was what actually made it 3-3. It would have been it would have been more notable and more worse if let's say that free kick goal was the third goal and that was the one that made it 3-3. That made it 3-2 and it was like, okay, you are still winning this game. It's not good, but you are still winning this game. Um try and get another one to you know, get a bit more of a cushion, and unfortunately, we let one in. But then, as I as I mentioned before, wasting chance after chance after chance. I can't remember. We've been we've had a bit of a problem this season and last season of not being clinical enough. And obviously, we scored three today, scored three against Everton, and that's really good. Um, and you could argue, look, three goals was enough if you um have just the one last if if that last goal goes in and it makes it three one then you're not talking about scoring more goals but when it does get to a situation where you end up three three and then you get that many chances you've got to do something about it. So again it's a kind of which one's the bigger problem? The 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 bad goal that Onana let in that didn't give them the draw? Because it was this the goal after that that made it three three or is it the fact that we went three three um, because of a because of bad mistakes, but just were not clinical enough at all. And it wasn't because we didn't have Hoyland on the pitch; it's because we just completely lost the ability to score goals. I I am actually more disappointed in the fact that we didn't. I'm more disappointed in the fact that we weren't more clinical than the fact that the goalkeeper dropped the ball. I'm disappointed that he dropped the ball, but I'm more because I was just sit, we're just sitting there for twenty minutes watching chance after chance after chance after chance for twenty minutes. And, um, I mean, there's no way you could, I mean, I haven't even brought it up. There's no, because usually if we draw or we lose, I say, okay, did Ten Hag get it wrong? You cannot, you categorically cannot blame this game on Ten Hag. Um, I don't think that's fair at all. Um, because he's, he's not, he, he's the one who picks these players to, to trust them to finish the chances. He's not the one, he's not the one that missed all the chances today. Uh, and unfortunately, it just stands out that, Palestri missed three or four big ones and there was also a couple of chances for Palestri to make the correct pass and he didn't and okay he's inexperienced he's young da, 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 da. but you've got to expect the basics to be done right and if you get the ball in front of the goal in those situations I expect you to score I don't care who you are how old you are what your name is I, I, I expect you to score I don't care if that's Maguire Hoyland Wambasaka Onana himself Ten Hag himself, I, I expect you to, to, to score some of those goals. And the shocking thing is, we probably had 10 odd shots or something. We only needed one to go in. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just annoying. It's just really, really annoying. Um, then they scored their third goal. I think a little bit of this is on Lindelof. I didn't notice it at first. And I, I know that Kobe Mano is the last guy catch, trying to catch this guy. And he, he can't catch him, unfortunately. The pass goes past Lindelof. I remember when they showed it from, like, Onana's POV, roughly. It was sort of that camera angle. And the ball goes past Lindelof. <sighs> but, um... They they scored their goal. Should he save that third shot? Maybe he should save the third shot. But the bigger blunder is the second free kick. But again, how many chances do you want in the last 20 minutes? We We could have won this 6-3. Uh, or, or something. Um, but anyway, I'll stop talking about that now. Uh, then Palestri on for Ganacho. Um, 
I don't know if I would have brought Palestri on in this game. Anthony was doing well. I would have brought on Martial, maybe a Fikinacho. Um And the low one for one Basaka. Is that is that a crossing thing? Is that because because if one Basaka was having a very good game, I wonder if because I kind of do support that substitution, but. Because I like it's just because I like Juan Pesaka and I wanted him to be on the pitch. But in terms of like, okay, who's who's more likely to get an assist or a goal, Juan Pesaka or the low? And in this situation, I I understand why he why he did that. I just don't know if I'd have done the Palestri sub. But then if Palestri had scored two of his goals, two of his chances, the narrative would be different, wouldn't it? We'd be going, oh my god, Palestri's come on, super sub, two goals, won the game. You know, the, football's just like that sometimes. Um, but. Because when you think of subbing on Palestri, I think of the right-hand side. And Anthony was doing well, so I just wouldn't have done that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I would have done similar things, I suppose. Okay, uh, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. And I haven't thought of, thought of a man of the match, actually. Um, I'll do that in a minute, and we'll come back. And we'll do the player ratings. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show 
or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show all right i've come to a decision uh making this sound very serious um my man of the match, I'm going to give it to Anthony today. Uh, I thought we had a much, much improved... There's a few different contenders. Um, I thought we had a much, much improved game. And actually did the thing for once. Because we criticise him a lot, or certain people do, of you run down the wing, you get to the byline or the edge of the box, you put your foot on the ball, you turn around, and you pass it backwards. Now, if you turn around, pass it backwards, and make a forward run, I have no problem with that. Because if you're in a scenario where you get to the edge of the box, you see one Bissaka running, you pass it backwards to him, you make a run, he gets the ball and he moves, moves forward. That's the part That's part of the passing move that I've been asking for. Uh, but he would do it in a negative way where he kind of would just not be sure what to do. There was a number of situations where he burst his way past the player. Um, and none of those scenarios really, I would say, was to do with Galatasaray giving us space. Because yes, of course, he needs space in front of him to burst past the player but he still has to do the actual act of getting the ball past the ball and himself past the player and I thought there was a lot more fight there today from him and uh, a few a lot more better decisions from him today um so yeah I'll give him um I'll give him a 10 yeah man of the match kind of thing I thought it was just much much better didn't score didn't get an assist but uh he wasn't really in those sorts of scenarios Let's go back to Anana. Um He did make a couple of saves in this game. Of course, Blunder with the second free kick. Should he have, sa- should he have saved the other two shots? Up for debate, I suppose. Um, his distribution was fairly decent, though. I, I'll, I'll give him a four. He, 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 this was probably his worst game for Man United, but... Um, yeah, I I mean, giving him like a one or a two, I just think is a bit silly. So, uh, Wan-Bissaka, I thought Wan-Bissaka was brilliant today. Um, did the usual stuff he's really, really good at doing. Had a good overlapping partnership with Anthony. Because, uh, again, don't go back to Delo and Anthony. Don't do it. <laughs> I want, that one doesn't work. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to give... Um, I can't remember anything specific Wan-Bissaka did wrong. I'm going to give him a 10 as well. Uh, Maguire, I thought Maguire played really, really, really well in this game. Um, he is starting to come into a bit of form, isn't he? Now, would I keep him? Would I sell him? Currently, I would still look for an upgrade. Um, but aside from when he first started at Man United, because I remember him starting out at Man United pretty well back in 2019. Obviously, he's had some absolute howlers in the in, in the past. This is probably his best run of form since then. Now, that was like four, three, four years ago. So, you know, it's, t- it's taken some time. And I did see some comments about like, oh, you know, he got pulled out of the team, um, which gave him a chance to like get away from the team, although Southgate kept picking him, took the captain's captain's armband off him. Has it given him less pressure? He certainly doesn't look, and I'm just trying, you know, I, I don't personally like Maguire as a centre-back. I would still have Bailey and Tanzebi if it was up to me, and Mengi. I would still easily have those three players over him. That's just, that's just my opinion. Um... But if I'm to be honest and, you know, be uh, even and, and balanced, I have to look at how he's playing at the moment. And yes, it's, it's probably his best run of form since he signed. Um, he's actually winning more headers. He's winning a few more defensive and attacking headers. He's looking a little bit quicker. 
Um, is he like the best centre back in the world at the moment? No, I, I wouldn't go that far. Obviously, Martinez has been out for a while, but he's been doing well recently. And just because I don't like him doesn't mean I'm automatically going to say, "Oh, you were bad. No matter what, I'll give you a three or a four. Because I, I can't do that. That would be me being dishonest. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I, I'll give him an eight. I, I thought it was very, very good in this game. Uh, Lindelof, a bit of a mistake for the last goal. Still looked a bit nervous. Um, didn't have a terrible game, but not not quite as good as Maguire. Probably give him an average six. Luke Shaw, I thought, absolutely played out of his skin today. I thought he was incredible in this game. It's just a shame that at some point... He had to pass to Palestri, and Palestri made the bad choice. Uh, I'm going to quite easily give Luke Shaw a 10. I thought he was brilliant in this game, um, especially going forward. Um, especially going forward. Uh, but yeah, he, he was absolutely outstanding today. Uh, McTominay, I personally didn't notice. It. This was one of them games where I didn't really notice McTominay quite so much. He did score a good goal. It was well taken. Again, it's interesting. Literally just then, I, what I've what I've just done is say he did averagely for midfield but he did a well taken goal maybe because he shouldn't be playing midfield <laughs> um but i would have probably started mayno over him uh would that have been a risk it it have been a bit it would have been a risk i'd have been willing to take uh would it have backfired well we'll never know the answer to that will we um but he was all right McTominay, I didn't really notice anything crazy special he did in this game, apart from do a really well-taken goal. So I think I'll give him an average six. Uh, Amrabat, I thought, was really good. This was probably his best performance so far. Not that we've seen him a lot, a lot. Uh, I think he was injured recently as well. I mean, this whole squad's been injured recently. Uh, I thought he played well. Did well with McTominay in midfield. Just would be curious to see him in midfield with um, Maino. Uh, I'll give him. I'll give him an eight. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, in this game, uh, Anthony. I've already talked about him. Bruno Fernandez. We got the better Bruno Fernandez today, didn't we? Uh, much more better in terms of controlled passes. Um, scored a really good goal. Uh, did a really good assist for Ganacho's goal. Cause look, okay, what's the thing I always criticise Bruno for? The the Hollywood grenade type passing. The sort of I have to pass this sixty yards because. That's what I think I have to do. He could have. You, you, you look at that Ganacho goal. He could have. Okay. And that was um, a much closer situation. Uh, he could have done like a chipped pass. And been panicked. And kicked the ball too wide. And it could have gone out of play. But he took the ball down. He looked up. I think he needs to look around him a bit more actually sometimes Bruno. But I, I thought it was fantastic today. Uh, I'll probably give him a nine. Um, and if he keeps doing that, then I won't ask for him to be sold. <laughs> so, not that Bruno's going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but much, but much, much better from him today. There's a few little bits and pieces he did wrong, but when you get a composed Bruno who just makes the right choices and doesn't try to do silly, over-the-top things, you, you get a better Bruno Fernandez. And I've said that before, and I will stick to that opinion. Uh, who's next? Uh, Ganacho, very, very good game. Maybe could have scored one or two more goals himself. I know I sort of picked on Palestri a minute ago. Ganacho did have some chances as well, um, but took his own goal very, very well. You can't complain about that. Didn't also play the full 90. Um, I'll give him a 9. I thought it was very good. See, lots and lots of really great performances. It's just we were very raceful, and the goalkeeper let in a goal or two that he shouldn't have 
That's that's simply what it comes down to. Hoyland, um, okay. Something I noticed about Hoyland, and I wanted to wait to see if he kept doing it before I mentioned it, and I'm going to bring it up. And this isn't a negative. This is more of a constructive criticism, because I don't really know Hoyland a lot. I've literally only seen him play for Man United and a few videos and clips when we signed him, because I was curious as to who he was. Is there something wrong with his um, balance? Because what's what I find kind of peculiar about him, if you look at his first appearance against Arsenal, not his debut, but his first appearance, he looked like he was balanced and composed and power and pace, and he looked incredible in the opening game. Un- unfortunately, he didn't score. Uh, you look at his two Champions League goals from the other day. Not, not those two, sorry. Uh, one of the other ones when he ran through on goal. I think it was three games ago in the Champions League or something. And he had pace, he had power, he kept his balance. Good, good uh, composed finish. And okay, he's young, he's 20. He's, he's still learning, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's certain times when Hoyland has got the ball where I think he should be better with holding it up and keeping his balance specifically. And in those situations... He does tend to lose the ball, and I'm not sure. It's strange. Like sometimes he'll he'll not look like he's struggling with that at all, and in other times it looks like he's getting pushed over very easily. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong or or something. It's just, it's just something I noticed for a couple of games. Uh, and yes, he's just come back from injury. Also, um, there's just a couple of times where I thought like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't stay on your feet in that situation. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Again, not not necessarily negative. I'm just curious as to. Like, what's what's sort of going on there? Because I, I don't really know. So, um, I'll give him uh, I'll give him a 7, though. I thought he was still pretty good. Didn't play the whole game. Uh, didn't really get fed many chances. I know there was the cross from Ganacho, which was like a half chance. Um, and he did do well to hold up the play for Bruno to get Ganacho's goal. Um, so, it was good. Just I, I'm just wondering about, like... Because I, I have heard that he's got this, like, back issue or something like that. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious as to what's going on with him. So there we go. Uh, let's go over to the bench. We've got Bayendia. Delo came on, did very, very well. Almost could have scored, I suppose, at one point. Dan Gore, Tom Heaton, Joe Hugill, who probably was never going to be subbed on in this game. Copy Maino did really well. Uh, again, nice, confident, composed game. Uh, Martial did really well as well. Mabry was on the bench. Uh, I would probably say Palestri was our worst player today by quite a mile. Uh, as much as, again, goalkeeper mistakes, you've got to be scoring some of those if you're Palestri. And some of the passing choices he made were just just not good. Just really not good. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was our wor- worst player. Then Regulon and Varane. Uh, looks like Varane might be off in January. But we've also heard... And I said this in the last episode. Apparently Donny. Apparently Casemiro. And Sancho. And Varane. Are all off in January. Because you know. We sell players so easily. And we get so much money for them. When we sell them. The last player we sold for profit by the way. Was Dan James. Uh, other than that. We've let Pogba go for free. We let Cavani go for free. We let Ronaldo go for free. We let De Gea go for free. We let Matic go for free. We let Mata go for free. So you know. We're really good at selling players. <laughs> Because we we want too much money for them, or don't get offered enough, that drags on, and then their contract runs out. So you know, really good stuff. Really, really good at uh, managing managing the old books there. Um, 
if you're going to let somebody as big as Varane go, you've got to replace him with somebody else. And as good as Maguire's been recently, and okay, would I be would I would I currently be willing to try out a Martinez Maguire partnership? You could try it. I mean, it's not Lindelof and Maguire. That's still worse. But as we know this season, you can't just have two centre-backs, especially if you're Man United and you get everybody injured. Um, so anyway, um, I don't know. I don't, we'll see. What, but I, I, I'm going to make a prediction that nobody gets sold in January. And I, I think we will loan one player. I think that player will be a striker. Hopefully it's not Timo Werner. Uh, just on the Timo Werner thing, by the way, I do not see where he fits in, where he plays, or what the point of getting him would be. He would be another attacking option. But from what I know from Werner, he's like this winger, sort of number 10. He's not a striker striker. Um, and I, I hope we don't do something stupid like sell Sancho and then loan Werner. Because I don't, I don't see what that does. And I think also when Diallo comes back, he's going to be the competition for Anthony anyway. So, and Palestri's also in the mix. Uh, I, I'm going to make a prediction that nobody gets sold. No, nobody's going to leave May United in January. And we're going to loan a striker. I don't know who that's going to be, but that, that's that's my prediction. So, missing players list. It's getting longer and longer. Casemiro, Diallo, Eriksen, Evans, Malassia, Martinez, Mount, Rashford. And of course, Sancho is not currently available. All right, it's not, it's not all over yet. Matt, the maths tell me that it's not all over. Uh, let me just check on the actual current. Uh, still nil-nil at the time of recording. Obviously, this episode will go out before the game is finished. Um, if it stays like that, that'll be fine, I guess. Uh, it just depends on what Copenhagen do in their last game. Um, but it would be it would be ideal if Bayern won this game and then we won against Bayern. And then it, something else happens from there. So we're not out yet, but we are. We're, we're walking towards the exit door, but we we could turn around. <sighs> Dear. Anyway, uh, we move on. The game's done. Uh, we've got. Come on, click on it. Um, Newcastle away Saturday. That's going to be a tough old game. Uh, Chelsea at home. I'm expecting us to win that quite comfortably. To, to be honest, Bournemouth at home. Then said game against Bayern Munich at home. And then uh, Liverpool away on the 17th. Now in terms of, because um, we are heading towards the end of the year. Uh, when the last United Cups will be. Because I don't usually cover games uh, over Christmas. Because there's games like on the 23rd, 26th, 30th. And then there's a Spurs game which I don't have the date for here. Um, okay. So the 23rd I'm open to, 23rd of December, that is when we play West Ham. I think it will be a good idea, even if we get a draw from Anfield, from Liverpool. It's a tough, tough place to go. We found that out last year, didn't we? If we get a draw from that game or beat them, that would be a decent note to end the year on. If we lose to Liverpool, I think it'd be good if that wasn't the last episode for the year. But then we got West Ham away, which is also difficult. We could lose both of them. And what would I do then? I don't know. Um, there won't be coverage for some of those games, like the Villa game and the Forest game. Uh, it'll be some point, depending on who we've got, like, first couple of weeks in January. That's always what we've done, uh, or always what I've done. Um, so that's sort of the rough plan, just to let you know a little bit ahead of time. All right, we move on. Newcastle away, Chelsea home, Bournemouth away. Those are the next three games. That's what we have to focus on. 
and that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, in the meantime, you can of course write in, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on this game. Uh, any responses to anything I've said, any opinions of your own, of course they're all welcome here, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Matthew at Entertainment, Matthew Twitter, eTalk UK, and there's information in the show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, uh, TV, games, films, May Night podcast, share them around, listen to more of them, word of mouth, social media that helps us out, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Uh, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays, this week's episode is out, available to be listened to from yesterday. Uh, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays and geektown.co.uk. As for your TV and film news, I believe the Geek Town Awards also are open. You can go and vote. Uh, Just type in Geek Town Awards on Google or go to geektown.co.uk. You'll be able to find over there. Um, And then go and do your voting for that. Um, That's for the Geek Town Awards. Uh, Bex, you can find over on Twitch, Trista BYTES, for all of her different streams and on other platforms for her her other work as well. Me over on Twitch at eTalk UK and YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.